HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Hi, I'm Katie Mosman-Wadler, Executive Director of HRN. HRN is dedicated to amplifying voices from all across our food system. Today, I'm asking listeners to take part in our summer membership drive by helping sustain our mission to expand the way eaters think about food. As a thank you for this tax-deductible donation, you can receive some great HRN swag, including the HRN cap, wine carrier, or a special spice set from Burlap and Barrel. By becoming a member, you'll play an essential role in keeping nonprofit food radio on the air. Go to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate to become a member today. Thank you for your support. Help the people who help Oaxaca. Since 2009, Seconda has been supporting Oaxaca's underserved communities. Almost 5,000 people annually see their lives improved by this Mexican NGO. They've built and stocked six green libraries and four rain harvest hygiene stations, benefiting around 800 children and youth. And they've provided training and business coaching for over 120 female entrepreneurs. And much of that work has been done with the recycler communities that have grown around the garbage dump sites in Zachila. All of that, really, is just the tip of an ever-growing iceberg. They've also supported legislation and implemented localized trainings designed to prevent sexual violence against girls and youth, eliminate child labor, forced labor, and violations of labor rights in Mexico's sugarcane and coffee sectors, and address the causes of gender inequality. And their small staff has done all of this without ever having offices of their own. For the past 13 years, Seconda has been hosted within the premises of a local bakery, a very kind gift from a very good corporation. But Seconda now needs their own home. They've acquired a plot of land and found an architectural firm, Sandspont Architectura, willing to donate their time to develop plans. Now we need to raise the money to make those plans a reality. The cost of these new offices is around $100,000 U.S. They've received a matching grant from 818 Tequila that will cover half of that if we can raise the other $50,000. Seconda has done so much to help so many. We're asking you now to help Seconda. 
help them build offices that will enable them to continue their existing work and to expand their programs that make Mexico more just and equitable. Make your fully tax-deductible contributions for Seconda at buildoaxaca.com. That's buildoaxaca.com. And thanks. I'm Lou Bank. I am Chava Privan. And this is Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. And today we're talking about today. <laughs> today we're talking about, that's beautiful. I love that, Chava. Yeah, we were in a, what was the name of the community? Oh, Lord. That was a hard one. Okay, let me, give me a second to check it. Uh, we were in, and I was telling you that I'm fascinated about borders. Yes. Like, I, I love the border between Oaxaca and Puebla. And this was border between Michoacan and Jalisco. We're talking with them. It's like, yeah, we can see Michoacan from here. So the place is called Chamacuero Quitupan in Jalisco. Yeah. So it's I, like, I guess the rancheria is Chamacuero. The municipality is Quitupan. Quitupan, yes. And, yeah, we'll put that in the notes if you really anyways, want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the first time I went there was uh, a few years back with uh, Jason Cox and uh, of, of Cinco Sentidos and John Darby of Sin Gusano. And, and there was a guy there. Celebrities. That, wow. Right? <laughs> I know. Name check. And there was a, uh, a mescalero there who we met um, who said that I smelled like death, so he wouldn't let us uh, go visit his vinata. I mean, to be very sincere, he just used a better word than we all use to describe your others. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so th- today, apparently, I was clean enough, and he he let us go down and look at or his he was older, and, and he's <laughs> older and not as wise. Um, and and it, it was a beautiful place. And Java and I started visiting more producers in that community, and we saw some tools we'd never seen before. Yeah, and everybody had the la- same last name, so they were all family. <laughs> it's like West Virginia. But I was born not, there. It's okay hey, to say hey, that. We're not. I told you we're not saying that. And uh, and we found a tool that was described to us by um, I don't have the name of her. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know who does have the name? Who has the name? Future Chava has maybe, the name. Maybe he has the name. Okay, Let me call him. Hey, Future Chava. Yes, this is Future Chava. What was the name of the woman we met with? Her name was, is, is Marina Valdovinos. Awesome, thank you. Okay, so we talked to her and she was explaining the whole process. Uh, she made, she cooked for us the best, best breakfast ever. Oh my goodness, yes. And after she cooked the breakfast, we bought a bottle from her and she was explaining the, the well, they call it binata there. They were calling it binata. Oh, the yeah, sorry, yes, to visit the vinata. <laughs> you were looking at crazy. I thought look. you meant were they calling their mezcal vinata? No, no, like, no. They, what were are you? Them, they were calling the yeah. mezcal mezcal actually, which was interesting. Yeah. yeah. And she pointed out at something we had never seen used well, to a couple of things, a few things. So we're gonna play a quote by her, and then we're gonna talk about it. I guess. When descending from the pot to the pitcher, we catch the drapes in a bowl. And with a little brush with drying pine bristles, we brush it like this. 
Cuando el vino se cierra de pura burbujita, pura burbujita, es que está bien fuerte, fuerte. If the wine foams up with bubbles, it means that's very, very strong. So we taste it because there's people who like it very strong and those who like it softer. And because of that, my husband has to be tasting it all day long. And just when it makes pearls that want to quickly open or disappear, and there's a small pearl necklace, that's when we use it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, interesting, right, that there's this alternative way to check perlas. Which is a whisker, basically. Yeah. It is a whisker, and I was fascinated about the little plates they use where they receive the, the spirit. It was made of sort of wood, but it had the shape of styrofoam things. I'm guessing they use a styrofoam mold no, to shape was, that thing. It was just a cheap, like, cereal bowl. Nah, 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 nah. You know, that's a cereal bowl that I used to use as a kid. It's a cereal bowl everybody has. It's a tiny little wood-like cereal bowl. Was I tricked? Anyways, that is not <laughs> the important part. It is not. <laughs> the, I think the important part that, that fascinated us was she was talking about some people like, hi, baby. Some people like... Like low ABB, and she was referring that they prefer something that instead of having what I guess in Oaxaca they would call like el panal, you know, like they, they call it like a beehive, that it's like a very condensed ah, beehive. Yeah. So it, it like the, the perlas form. The of perlas, very condensed, yeah. So yeah. like they throw it into a, a container, into a jicara or whatever, and you'll see that it's fully packed. What? No, keep going. Uh, am I using whatever is way too much? No, today? no, it's just funny to me that like you've picked up this uh, the, the, these phrases from me that I picked up from one of my clients who's a, you know an octogenarian from Wisconsin. It just cracks me up that you're using her language. <laughs> Anyways, anyway. yeah, my English is so broken. But so you see how the 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 hikara gets packed with bubbles, and she's saying that they don't like that. They would like a necklace of pearls, pearls oh. necklace. Yeah, uh, sure, yes. I'm not going to make the joke. Anyway, what? so they like the... What is there a joke and, there? And what was the, yeah. And what was the ABV then of the... Well, we didn't have proper equipment to measure it, but our pallets and... Well, my, not my pallet. I can't yeah, tell that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I, I will claim that what we were trying was in the 30s. Like the low 30s or the high 30s? Middle 30s. Maybe like <laughs> 33, 35. Okay, okay. And, and and that that is confusing because as you were mentioning, it's not that we only found one person doing that. Mm -hmm. We visited basically everybody that we could visit in the town, and they all liked, <laughs> which was three yeah. people and a store. We bought it from a store <laughs> yeah. as well, so yeah. four people, uh, and they all had the same uh, way of of doing this. So it was not like they well, were. They, they, they all had basically low ABV mescalis. Yeah, and, and to be absolutely honest, I thought that the first person we we went to, they was trying to trick us into buying colas. <laughs> not the first time somebody has tried to do that against me, uh, because outsiders like soft mezcal. But these guys, that was not what they were trying to do. They they drink this ABV. That's their preference, right? And and so why is this relevant? You know, to me. I hear so often from uh, from people who learned about mezcal from uh, from Oaxaca and from very specific places in Oaxaca that if it's lower than 45%, it's not true mezcal. And I get that that is accurate for some communities. Well, and not, not even just some communities in Oaxaca, but numerous communities in Mexico. And, and then again, like how many of them have a way to measure in their ABB? 
Well, okay. Like, that's a whole separate issue. Yeah, okay. Well, but right? okay. Like, I, the issue I really want to approach here is I'm so tired <laughs> of hearing people say if it's lower than 45%, it's not real mezcal, as though they are the, um, the, the, the voice of authenticity for every community in Mexico. And every interest of that community from yeah. now on. Yeah. Look, like the people we met today, gosh, I mean, the, the, that last guy we met, oh. he had to have been, I mean, if, if the first guy was in his 80s, that guy had to be in his 90s. Yeah. And, and we had like such a few interesting conversations about him, like just drinking agave juices as beer. Yeah. And he had experience with that. So that was, that was some... But 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 the point being, you had all of these elders of the community who were drinking this low ABV mezcal because they didn't think the the high ABV was good. And are they wrong? Are we going to tell them that what they have isn't mezcal? Well, actually, the Mexican government, because they live in Jalisco, has told them what they have isn't mezcal. But to say it's not traditional says you understand the traditions of every community. And not only that, it was for me remarkable how the way they were showing us that it was pure mezcal and they were saying, we do not compromise our product. We don't put any cupriata in there or any tequilana. And, and, oh, that's really funny. Yeah. And, and, and when they were saying that, they kept using the word puro. What? They kept using the word puro. Puro. Like puro. 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 Right. Pure. And pure to them meant only bruto, only inakidens, right. which is... Absurdly inefficient. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean the plant itself is? It is. Very it has, low it sugar count. Really low sugar count. So, you know, someone like me with uh, my very not sophisticated mind will say like, well, of course they do low ABB because they have such a low sugar count in their agaves. So they're trying to optimize their use of agaves and they developed taste for lower ABB stuff. So they were able to get more mezcal out of their agave, right? Mm, sure. Okay. But that's sort of silly, no? I don't know. Maybe. I, I, think, I, 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 think, I think that's a silly assumption. I, I, yes, I think it. Well, I wouldn't say it's a silly assumption. It's an interesting assumption and one I wish you'd ask them about. <laughs> yes. I, I, kind of hard after, the, after you've left. and to, Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, we were talking about this after in the car and, and, and I, I thought I had a conclusion or at least a personal conclusion that a conclusion that applied to them because like again like we just can have conclusions to ourselves that maybe in some <laughs> capacity apply to what they're trying to do and i think and then i think the other silly assumption that that's the one you had was oh they just like that they just like the flavor of this yeah they clearly like the flavor they're not doing it because they don't know how to distill to a higher proof i know i just but but i i would like to think that it's a uh, uh, that it's something we just don't quite get. I think it's a combination. <laughs> no, really, really, and I'm I'm truly sincere about this. Yeah, I'm I'm think it's a combination of uh, a bunch of things. Maybe these two things that we're talking about are involved, but I think there's a bunch of other things that are involved in choosing the how strong, how aromatic, how sweet, how that like we spent 50 minutes talking with uh with a few of them about how they hate stinky mezcal. And she was, uh, and one of them was telling us specifically that they have to clean the hell out of their fermentation tanks because otherwise it was stinky and that's disgusting. They will not dare to drink stinky mezcal. Okay, 
but which is something that all of you gringos are just like, oh, with the smell of blue cheese, I love that. It reminds me of what it's to be an adult and 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 have access to complex flavors. No, I just really say I like the taste of blue cheese. But you know, for you to like the suggest, if if I'm reading you correctly, you're saying, oh, it's not that they like the flavor; they just hate the smell of the fermentation, and this, so this is the result they get. What I'm trying to suggest is that if we try to reduce it to either. Uh, they're trying to optimize their usage of agave sugar count, or it's just because they like the flavor. I don't think it's that straightforward as that. I think I think everything in the world is that straightforward. We like it. That's why we do it. And, and in fact, it brings to mind the uh, the dinner. I'm going to name drop again. It brings to mind the dinner that I had uh, a few months ago uh, with uh, Malena Villasuso uh, in, uh, where is she? Guanajuato, right? They have Villasuso Mezcal, Mezcal Villasuso and um, uh, Lucy Pistolas. And when we sat down to dinner, they had a whole bunch of bottles out. And one of the bottles was the one that they said they drink. Right, that that's their mezcali that they have every day, and I thought, oh, that's got to be the good stuff, and, and it was. It was delicious, and it was. I want to say twenty eight percent ABV, and so when I asked what that was all about, she said, "Look, we love to get together for a drink before dinner. We like to drink during dinner, and then afterwards have a couple drinks while we talk. And mm-hmm. if we tried to do that with the stuff that you guys drink." We'd all be passed out on the floor before we even got to appetizers. That's exactly my point. It's not as simple as just, I like the flavor. I want to get more sugars out of my agave. Like, that's exactly my point. But that is the, the, the flavor. No, there's a bunch of... What you're literally telling me is they want to be able to drink a bunch of drinks without getting drunk. That has nothing to do with flavor or efficiency. They're literally calibrating an agave spirit because of how long their dinners are. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I, I get that. It's not entirely well, well, taste. Well, well, what, what I'm trying to suggest yeah. is that each community has those sort of interact, like the, we'll calibrate the Gavi spirits to their very specific means. And each one of them, it's not so easy to suspect. Huh. Okay, I'll buy that. Okay, so, I mean... Conclusion, which I think is important because I think when you mentioned <laughs> that people are giving the only 45 ABB spirits are quality stuff. No, no, I, no. It's the only real mezcal is 45% or higher. Well, I think that that's something really important to to consider that it's not necessarily true because a lot of people that are buying spirits for restaurants, hotels, uh, that they're importing that might have a huge influence in the future of these producers might not pick up and I got a tremendously high quality agave, a tremendously interesting high quality agave spirit just because it didn't follow this this simple rule and they might be missing out on something amazing. Right, because it isn't a rule. It's a fallacy. It is a fallacy. And that's why this category is such a pain and such a delight. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay, Chava, I think that wraps it. Okay, chido lito. Hasta pronto. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lubank and Chava Periban. Sound Engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. 
You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Blue is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. A Gabby Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Eat responsibly too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.